Hello, this is Cindy again with my fourth Insider's Report on K-12 education. Let's talk about the myths and dangers of marijuana, also known as cannabis, which is highly prevalent in schools. There are also plenty of other drugs in schools, but I'd like to mostly focus on marijuana in this talk and then um, cover other drugs in future uh, reports. I'm going to tell you today about my specific experiences at schools, along with some scary statistics and findings about marijuana, a drug that too many people falsely believe is relatively harmless and safe. Now I want you to picture this. You're at a school with an outside courtyard and you suddenly notice the distinct smell of marijuana. Then you actually see this marijuana smoke all over the place. It's hard to not notice it, but when you mention it to the administrators and police officers who are sitting right there in the courtyard also, they say, what smoke, what smell? That happened to me at one school I worked at as a high school teacher several years ago. Pretty unbelievable. And if you recall from my previous videos, there is a common trend here. In my experience, when something negative happens, administrators tend to deny reality and do nothing, usually because they're more concerned about the public relations aspect instead of directly confronting the issues and protecting our kids. Um, drugs and vaping are problems that are plaguing most schools. What makes it particularly dangerous is not only that vaping is really harmful for our lungs, but there's that deadly drug fentanyl that can sometimes be sneaked into street drugs, such as marijuana, even those used for vaping. Also, psychiatric illnesses and suicide have been associated with marijuana. Several years ago, there was even a new psychiatric diagnosis identified called cannabis use disorder. Vaping and drugs are rampant, especially in middle school and high school restrooms. And yes, even in some elementary school restrooms and even in the best areas. I've been told by students that they can't even walk into a school restroom without drugs or vapes being forced on them. It's like they, they don't stand a chance. Many deaths from drug overdoses are occurring in our school's restrooms. As one Los Angeles mayor said after a high school student overdosed and died in a school restroom after buying drugs laced with fentanyl, this was not an overdose, this was murder. Very sad. I've long advocated for school guards at restrooms because many harmful things happen there since it's really the only place uh, at a K-12 school where adults are not present. No schools have listened to me except for one where my suggestion was successful. Now another solution sounds a little bit um, unusual, but it, it has been suggested by a publication called Campus Safety and that's that single-use restrooms be installed in each classroom. Uh, now, this sounds like it might be expensive, but, you know, we do spend a lot of money on things that are pretty useless when you, when you really look at school budgets. Um, campus safety claims the biggest problems in schools are not active shooters, but restrooms. Now, that's a pretty drastic uh, statement, but just think about it and listen to the, their quote. And um, what they say is problems in restrooms include bullying, vaping, cultural, religious, and racial intimidation, fighting, criminal damage, political fights, educational disruption, drug use, overuse of staff resources, wandering students, and lost education hours and opportunities. Wow. And it's not an exaggeration. I've seen this. 
Uh, their solution is to install single-use restrooms in each classroom so no one would need to leave during class time. This could also help with security since teachers could keep the classroom doors locked, which is really hard to do because students are, you know, always leaving, coming back into class because of using the restroom. You know, it's a constant um, in and out the doors. Let me tell you some of the firsthand experiences now that I've had in schools regarding drugs, in particular marijuana. My most memorable experience was the one that I share with you in the beginning of my talk. Um, it had This high school had a large outdoor courtyard where students hung out before school, in between classes, at lunch, and after school. When I think about it now, it almost sounds like a bad comedy. Here we have administrators and police sitting at a school courtyard, surrounded by marijuana smoke and saying, what smoke? I don't see any smoke. I also could smell the constant smoke coming from the vents in the restrooms into my classroom. Now let me explain that the restrooms uh, were adjacent to my classroom. When I told administration about this problem in writing, they feigned ignorance and they said they never noticed any drugs at school. But of course, predictably, they weren't very nice to me um, after I had called their attention to the, this drug problem in writing. And the really strange part is, do you know why I had to leave this school? <laughs> I actually developed sinus infections that my doctor said were likely a reaction to being exposed to marijuana smoke constantly. That really just shocked me. And you know, my doctor said some people are allergic to marijuana and I really needed to leave that environment. Now, this was probably the, the strangest reason ever that I've had for leaving a school. And I have had some pretty strange reasons for leaving schools. <laughs> um, at another high school where I worked as a teacher a few years ago, there was also a drug and vaping problem in the restroom. One day, a student came into my classroom looking really depressed, and he admitted that his low mood was because he had just broken up with his girlfriend. Uh, he soon asked if he could use uh, the restroom, could be excused from class. And I, I said, okay. Um, but then he was absent for a long time and I became worried um, because I alerted the administration through instant messaging. Um, I, I said, you know, I suspect he has a substance abuse problem, but he also has a past history of cutting. So I, I was concerned that he was taking so long in the restroom. Instead of checking up on this student, though, the administration admonished me through instant messaging because I had taken a whole minute out of teaching to send my request. Now, let me tell you, there are numerous school-wide announcements that administrators typically make in one day to the point of annoyance. And these announcements are always interrupting teaching. So that didn't make any sense that they were so upset about this. Eventually, the student returned, but the administration later told me they didn't have time to check on the student after all, even though they had all that time to scold me. No, the truth was that they didn't want to catch someone taking drugs or vaping in the, in the restroom because then they'd actually have to do something about it. Now, despite all the staff knowing what these students were doing in the restrooms, the administration just never caught anyone. Surprisingly, huh? And once again, predictably, I was not treated well after I asked the administration to check up on that student. In fact, the day after this incident, I was called into a special meeting to, dis to discuss my supposedly inappropriate actions in requesting this restroom check. By the way, we had been told to do this, to request this kind of a check if we had concerns about anything. So this was pretty contradictory. Uh, needless to say, I made the decision to leave this school. Now, sometimes students are actually caught at school with drugs, which is a rare occasion in the schools I've worked at. And keep in mind, I've worked at many different types of schools for the past 20 years. 
I have witnessed district police officers sending students to outpatient treatment programs instead of arresting them. This was the case in one affluent district where I was a school counselor. Well, I was told by one girl after she had been through one of these programs that these that they're a joke because in between the group counseling sessions, the kids go into the restrooms and what do they do in there? They vape at the very location of the treatment programs. So even those delivering the treatment programs are doing nothing about the obvious vaping that they probably know is going on in the restrooms. Now, I have nothing against putting uh, kids into treatment programs instead of arresting them, but not something that's going to be a joke. These kids all went went back to doing what they were doing beforehand, and it didn't, didn't sound like it um, had the effect it was supposed to have in reforming anybody. One misnomer that kids and sometimes adults have about marijuana is that it's healthy. Well, it must be the reason because we have medical marijuana. I've had so many kids say that to me. According to Dr. Jared Pachter, an addiction medicine specialist, marijuana today is much, much more potent than 15, 20 years ago. Um, Dr. Pachter also said there's a lot of talk about the amazing benefits of marijuana, but yeah, the potential negatives are being totally left out of a lot of the conversations. You know, that's why a lot of adults, um, you know, they just think about the marijuana of years ago and they, they don't understand that it's totally changed and they're not hearing otherwise. When I've been forced to do social emotional lessons, which are commonly known as SEL, I've chosen drug education many times and I've really been surprised that students have no idea about street drugs being laced with the deadly drug fentanyl. That scares them and so they need to be told that more often. And they don't know that their mental health could be jeopardized by marijuana. They actually don't even believe it. Last year, researchers in Denmark, in collaboration with the National Institutes of Health, found an association between cannabis use disorder and schizophrenia, of all things. And according to the National Center for Biotechnology Information, there's also something called cannabis-induced psychotic disorder, where the user has delusions or hallucinations. It's pretty serious. Columbia University studied teens and cannabis use also. They found those teens who use cannabis only recreationally are two to four times as likely to develop psychiatric disorders, such as depression and suicidality. Marijuana use in adolescents can also result in thinking and problem-solving difficulties along with reduced memory. This is due to brains that haven't matured yet, according to numerous studies. Now, a psychiatrist from Columbia University stated, False perception, perceptions exist among youth, parents, and even educators that casual cannabis use is harmless. It isn't. And you think of all the sudden suicide ideation that we have and problems with learning. Um, you know, maybe we're just, we're overlooking something like this that, you know, could be from all the cannabis use. As I mentioned earlier in my talk, the solution to drugs and vaping in schools may be to either post security guards outside restrooms or install single-use restrooms in each classroom, even though that sounds very odd, but if you really think about it, it could work. Uh, we also have to educate our children about the very real psychiatric, physical, and deadly dangers of drugs that they think are harmless. We have to do something, though, and we have to stop letting our schools turn a blind eye to the smoke around them. Until next time, take care and thanks again for listening.